Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamin. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2050. Today, it's another Clone Wars briefing. We're talking about the rise of Clovis, which is episode six from season six of the Clone Wars TV series. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. So the rise of Clovis is what we're going to talk about today, but it's so strange that we just had a movie come out called The Rise of Skywalker and this whole rise of Clovis business got me thinking about The Rise of Skywalker and we're going to talk about that little aspect that it got me thinking about later in this show. But first, let's talk about the rise of Clovis. This is a full spoiler Clone Wars briefing. There you go. <laughs> Due diligence done. So we're picking up on the story of an old friend. And Wikipedia actually says that the story arc that includes this episode, this particular episode, was part of a larger story arc that included a story called A Friend in Need, which was actually aired in season four of The Clone Wars. So that whole thing we talked about with four episode story arcs, well, there you go, there was the fourth episode. So yeah, I feel much better <laughs> about that situation. I digress from our Rise of Clovis talk. So Clovis arrives on Coruscant, and of course he is not trusted at all. Bail Organa lays into him in particular, but... Clovis shows the proof that they were able to download from the banking mainframes on Scipio. And Padme says, hey, I was the one who downloaded it. So yeah, I believe what Clovis is saying. Chancellor Palpatine says, well, then I guess you're the one to spearhead this investigation, Senator Amidala. And I want you to work closely with Rush Clovis to figure out exactly what's going on and report back to me. And so... This seems like Palpatine and some really devious machinations here because he has to be feeling the anger bubbling in Anakin Skywalker who is also at this initial meeting. And he's not the only one because the camera, for lack of a better, focuses on Yoda a couple of times and Yoda seems to be looking up at Anakin like, hmm, like what's going on with you? And he is none too happy and pulls Padme aside after the meeting and says, you know, why didn't you say no? And she says, oh, the chancellor asked me to do it and I'm doing it for the Republic. And he pulls the, as your husband, I demand that you say no, which is like, ah, not gonna happen. Nice try. But Clovis somehow manages to eavesdrop on some of this, which we will get to a little bit later. But 
Anakin clearly making his feelings felt not just to Yoda, not just to Chancellor Palpatine, not just to Rush Clovis, but Yoda shares his concerns with Obi-Wan Kenobi, who comes by Anakin's quarters. Anakin's quarters... <laughs> <laughs> Very cute. There's a big poster on the wall that looks like it's for the Boonta Eve pod race and a model ship of a, I think it's an ETA 2 is the kind of Jedi starfighter that he has and other stuff. And Obi-Wan says, hey, Yoda expressed some concerns that your judgment around this might be clouded with your emotions about Clovis and whatnot. And he says, yeah, you know, she tried to kill or he tried to kill Padme. And if he'd succeeded, I would have been responsible. Obi-Wan sees through this and starts asking the delicate question about what his feelings really are. And he says, the senator and I are just friends. Obi-Wan says, that's the way it's got to stay. But Obi-Wan also says, you know, you've met the Duchess Satine. You know that, you know, I had feelings for her. These things are natural, but we can't let it prevent us from doing what we're supposed to do as Jedi. So he's trying to open the door to this conversation and give Anakin the opportunity to say, yeah, I kind of do have feelings for Padme, but he's not biting. He is keeping it a deep, dark secret. I just loved that scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin in Anakin's quarters. Just the gentleness with which Obi-Wan pursues this whole thing. And yet the whole, you know, Jedi Order, like we have to do our duty. But knowing Obi-Wan also pulled that whole guilt trip thing on Satine saying, if you'd only asked me, I would have left the Jedi Order. Come on, man. Leave the Jedi Order if it means that much to you. You don't need her to ask you to do it. But <laughs> anyway, back to the story at hand. Padme and Rush are working on the information, but took time to go to the opera together. How lovely. And unfortunately, Rush starts to get a little handsy with Padme, and she says, oh, Clovis, no, no, right when Anakin decides to show up. Why he decided to show up then, don't know, but Clovis has her, you know, in his arms and is trying to kiss her, and she's like, Clovis, no, and in theory, Anakin actually should have heard her say Clovis, no, but the dialogue that comes later on suggests that Maybe he didn't hear that. And yet Padme doesn't say that, no, I was telling him no. She just says, yeah, I regret that, but it wasn't what you think when he talks about what he saw. Yeah, characters aren't perfect, I know, and I wish Padme had said, no, I was telling him no, and I wish Anakin had realized that no, she was saying no, this was absolutely a very bad situation, and Clovis was utterly and completely at fault, and Padme was completely faultless in this one. But... That's not ultimately what went down. Anyway, Anakin sees Rush trying to put a very physical move on Padme and force chokes him, which, man, that's supposed to be a dark side power, right? So this is already a bad sign. And he says, ah, you can't beat me without your Jedi tricks. And so they get into a very brutal hand-to-hand -hand fight. Of course, Padme is yelling, stop it, you two, cut it out. And this is another episode of Palpatine maneuvering Anakin more and more towards situations where he's just going to be overcome by the dark side. And after this is all over, he says to Padme, I don't know what came over me. And Padme says, you know, I don't know who you are, who's inside there right now. And our whole marriage is built on lies and deception. And this is no good. And I don't think we should see each other, at least not for a while. So now she's driving Anakin away, which is only going to be worse for his eventual journey to the dark side, or at least, you know, worse from our perspective. It's perfect for what Palpatine's trying to do. It's 
absolutely beautiful from his perspective. It's working to a T. And speaking of Palpatine, you know, at this point, I'm going to stop <laughs> talking about the fact that this is supposed to be a kid's cartoon, but man, oh man, like... This really caters to adult audiences, I feel like. I'm going to stop <laughs> getting into that whole thing because I'm getting tired of mentioning it, but I just felt it again. So at the beginning of the episode, Nick's card, who is a guy with the banking clan, is talking to the core five, the heads of the banking clan, about the fact that the senator and the Jedi and Rush Clovis got away with information and they're trying to hang it on Nix's head and Nix is like, nah, you know, I'm hanging it on your head. But Nix goes away and communicates with Darth Sidious and apparently it turns out that this whole business of Clovis being able to get this information and escape was Sidious's idea and the next step is for Palpatine to reach out to Count Dooku and say, hey, we have a situation. We need to recruit Clovis again. We need to get him into a position where we can make use of him. And so Dooku sneaks a medical droid. Somehow Dooku was able to get you know the right medical droid in to help Clovis after his fight with Anakin. And the droid says, I am a servant of Count Dooku. And here's a message from Dooku. And it's actually, you know, a communicator where Dooku says, hey... You know, the Separatists haven't been paying interest on their loans, but I'll tell you what, I'll make you a deal. If you expose the banking clan for what you're trying to expose them for, I'll give you the information that you need, that final piece in the puzzle, and I'll even start paying interest on the Separatist loans. And I'll help you be elevated to be the head of the banking clans. And Clovis is naturally suspicious and saying, you know, what are you going to get out of it? And Dooku's take is, oh, stability in unstable times. Like, we need money for this war, just like the Republic does. And if the banking clan is hiding stuff, then that's not going to help us at all because we need the money too. So Clovis takes him at his word, takes that data, and turns it over to the Republic. Nobody asks him where he got this data, and I have a feeling that the entrapment that Palpatine talks to Dooku about earlier in the episode might have something to do with this because at some point they're going to say, hey, now we're going to twist your arm about stuff and oh, if you don't do what we said, then we're going to reveal where you got this information from and that's going to utterly ruin your reputation in your life and that's not going to go well. But I don't think we ever found out what was happening to that mysterious money that was being shuffled off into secret accounts anywhere like for whose benefit i don't know if we ever found out who that was but be that as it may the corruption in the banking clan is exposed the separatists are willing to agree to rush clovis being the new head of the banking clan palpatine says i can only give you my endorsement but you got to go through the senate so he makes a big presentation to the senate rush clovis does and shares all the information and they put it to a vote most of the Senate agrees with Rush Clovis being the head of the new banking clan as a neutral person, ha ha ha, even though he had worked with the Separatists in the past. Bail Organa very notably votes no <laughs> on this deal because he knows what's up. And after all this is said and done, Chancellor Palpatine and Anakin Skywalker have a conversation and Chancellor Palpatine says, you know, something's bugging you. I can tell I've known you long enough. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. He's feeling it in the force. Come on. And Anakin says, you know, with all due respect, I don't think you made the right decision. I don't think you should trust Clovis. And Palpatine says, oh, my public endorsement is different from my private confidence. I think there's still something to be unearthed and I'm hoping it comes to the surface. So... 
man, that Palpatine is a cheeky little man, isn't he? Oh, gosh. They are really doing a great job writing him being an incredible puppet master for all of this. Or at least they, they did, because this is obviously stuff that was put out four, five, six, six! Oh my gosh, six years ago! Is it six years it's been since this thing came out? That's insane. Anyway... Yeah, so that's where we leave things with the rise of Clovis. But there is another episode, Crisis of the Heart, I think it's called. We'll double check it, but <laughs> that's going to be the next briefing we talk about. And that's going to do it for this briefing, but that other rise business with the rise of Skywalker specifically, I'm going to talk about that after the break, which is coming up right now. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Razor, I've made some changes to the asteroid belt level at patreon.com slash SW7X7 and they are all with sponsors in mind. So if you want to get the word out about your business, your product, your service to a dedicated Star Wars audience, then please check out patreon.com slash SW7X7 and look for the asteroid belt level for details. Again, that's patreon.com slash SW7X7. Welcome back. So the title of the episode, The Rise of Clovis, got me thinking about the title of episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker, and it occurred to me that every single Star Wars movie that's come before this one, the title makes absolute sense. You know who the Phantom Menace is, you know what Attack of the Clones means, you know about Revenge of the Sith, the new, I'm not going to list them all. The Rise of Skywalker, I'm not 100% clear what that title actually means. I suppose my... Your best shot at it would be when Rey has been knocked down in that final battle with Palpatine and all the Jedi voices are talking to her. Some of them are saying, rise, rise and take these last steps in your journey, as um, Obi-Wan Kenobi says. And then later on, she takes the name Skywalker at the end. That may be what they mean by the rise of Skywalker. Like, this is her rising against evil, rising against what her you know bloodline had said. Something like that, I guess. But yeah, it's not as clear for me as every other title of a Star Wars movie. So, I don't know. Maybe it's clear for you. If it is, then I'd love to hear from you. So, drop me a line. Let me know what you think. That's going to do it for this episode of the show, though. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the galaxy you may be. Star 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.